Hi, and welcome to Under an Open Heaven podcast. We are glad you are joining us as we explore the reality of God's love expressed in Scripture and our own personal experiences. Thanks for joining us today as we explore the reality that we live under an open heaven. Enjoy! Hey, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Arthur Richardson, and I have with me... Colton Jones, as always. Glad to have you back. We are Under an Open Heaven podcast. Yeah. So, uh, just to hop right into it, you know, because why not? Yeah. Um, I think I, I mentioned it on the last podcast, you know, just talking about my own mm-hmm. struggles and whatnot. You know, the, the transition of like dealing very heavily with my day-to-day sufferings to like trying to get to a level of normalcy has been rather difficult with maintaining a certain sense of like what feels like a fruitful prayer life, you know, or even just like fruitful, like a life that feels fruitful, I guess. Like I'm still a level of productivity, you know, but like, there's a level of concentration on the daily anxieties that need to take place in order for me to like appear that I'm a high functioning adult or a normally normal functioning adult. Maybe. Um, I don't know. (laughs) You want to set the bar too high. Right. (laughs) Yep. Um, sometimes being a functioning adult is difficult anyway. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Like just, yeah, and then at Mass, hearing Jesus say, like, basically a warning about about having the worldly anxiety steal your faith, you know, make you uh, unprepared for his coming. You know, and as we get ready for Christmas, you know, we're looking back. Um, we're looking back at his birth um, as, a, as a yearly reminder, if you will, that we need to be looking forward for his coming uh his his coming daily into our lives and his coming you know at the end right whether it be my end or the world's end who knows um it's a whole different topic but anyway (laughs) (laughs) point being i i feel like i i just had gotten maybe not lukewarm i guess the best way to put it is that like it has been very difficult to maintain a certain level of daily function and maintaining a spiritual life and faithfulness. You know, um, you had mentioned that you were struggling with faithfulness, I think in a different regard, but, um, yeah. You want to, you want to share about that before we hop in? Sure. I don't know. Just lately things have just been really kind of rough. I mean, to, to be a little bit vulnerable here, I feel like I've just been on the cusp of blessing. Like God is just like, just wait, just wait, just wait. You're going to be, you know, blessings just going to like rain. And it's just seemed like he's been saying that for years mm-hmm. and I've never felt it or never felt like that's where I'm like that I've gotten there mm-hmm. and encountering difficult things painful things while trying to expect that or believe it 
man, that's just hard. And it often throws me to like a bitter, into a bitter state, I yep. think, um, where I, I remember in scripture, whatever Jesus says, you know, who among you that when your child asks you for an egg would hand them a snake or bread and give them a stone. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I've been asking for eggs and bread, so to speak, not literally, but like, and that I've just been getting stones and snakes back. I'm like, yo, Hey, I want, I kind of want to remind you that you sort of said this. So what's going on? And it's hard for me to, or it's, you know, been hard for me lately to just see God in that light of he's good, Mm -hmm. you know, that he will give what he promises. And that's just kind of difficult to maintain or, or to abate any bitterness that I feel from it. So in that sense, maintaining faithfulness in prayer is just been pretty difficult. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. I mean, before we did this, um, once again, praise and worship, we were kind of praying and, uh, man, the, the words that were flowing were essentially just like, I was just trying to like proclaim and command my soul to believe and remember that he has done good things for me, you know? And like, I, I don't know. I was just like trying to remember, you know, the little miracles, the bigger miracles that have, that God has done for me in my life. Cause I don't know. I feel, I kind of feel right there with you of like, I mean, looking back on the past, like my past two years, honestly, like a little before, like kind of like when I got serious with my now wife. So like, let's say like three years now, approximately. I feel like God has just been throwing all kinds of garbaggio at me, you know? (laughs) Um, Lots of rejection from honestly, just lots of different groups of people. Mm-hmm. Um, lost my job during COVID like a lot of other people you know mm-hmm. um, found myself just in a lot of different situations that I really did not want to be in um, yeah. I mean this is kind of funny but like it's kind of not my wife and I for our first two weeks of marriage didn't have a, a home you know, we were living in my grandparents' cabin. That was our quote-unquote honeymoon. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. There's just, like, a lot of little things that aren't quite so little. You know, like, we survived. We made a, we made a buy. Um, you know, but, like, it feels like punch after punch after punch, you know? Right. And those things that are those day-to-day anxieties... <laughs> Right. Which it feels like it's not like the normal, like, oh, I got to get the dishes done anymore. It feels like, how the hell do I survive? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. 
And in, in a lot of those times you come across questions that you're like, wow, actually, that's a really good question that I feel like you need to take to prayer. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah I've been coming to that a lot. Uh, some questions that I realize, even though I, I love answering questions, I love coming up with answers to questions. Mm-hmm. These are questions that I can't answer, and that scares me a lot. Uh, yeah. Th- things that I encounter. And I was thinking about that in prayer. I'm like, okay, I can't answer this. And I'm having trouble trusting God. And should I, like, like going to him in prayer for this answer? That's That feels really risky to me. Mm-hmm. And what... An answer that I, I think I got was like, these questions don't have an answer. They have a person. And a lot of times we're just going to encounter questions about things that we go through. And a lot of time, and we might not get an answer about why or what it was leading to. Mm-hmm. Um even in discernment, a lot of times you feel like you make a decision that was a part that like God was calling you to make that decision mm-hmm. and then nothing happens from that decision or pain and suffering comes from it. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing to deal yeah. with. Cause like, dude, I was trying to listen to you. What's the deal? Yep. Uh, and I mean, I know I'm blind to things like maybe my actions had some unseen outcome that I'm mm-hmm. not privy to and may never see at least in this, you know, this side of death. Um, but the most frustrating thing, because I love my answers, I love answers, but realizing that those an- that those questions don't end in an answer, they end in a person. And that person is Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think that frustrated, that actually made me really mad with God. Yeah. Uh, recently, yeah. This saying like why 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 encounter you know dead ends like this mm-hmm. and to just see him at the end of all the questions not that it felt lacking i was just frustrated <laughs> i oh. think that's that's what my bitterness uh, sort of came from um yeah for sure and just to let you guys know that's that's okay to feel that way mm-hmm. uh something that i realized like feelings don't have ethical value per se. I mean, not unless you encourage certain feelings that lead to bad things. Th- yeah, then, then, those, can... then those feelings are, right. are being guided in a, in a bad direction. But as far as feeling away, because that's how you're affected, it's not bad. And it took me a while yeah. to really understand that. Like I can, it's okay to be angry with God. I know I'm wrong. And I, that's another thing that frustrates me too, is like when you're talking to in an, um, omniscient being not really a being but being itself it sort of frustrates you to know that like you're never going to be right in and an argument wrong. yeah yeah in well let me tell you what same is true for me gabby might not be omniscient but I feel like you're gonna be uh, wrong she's still wife yeah life is always right <laughs> so uh yeah like that's the that's the problem i really want things to be neatly packed up in a lot of ways like for my my spiritual life to move from ignorance to enlightenment in a nice linear fashion that doesn't happen 
it doesn't happen. I can remember times in my past when it felt like everything made sense. Mm-hmm. I had this beautiful consolation and I'm like, wow, how could I forget this? How is this going to like end? It doesn't make sense for it to end because it's just where I'm at. Mm-hmm. It's where God's led me. Now, going back into it, having questions that I think I either suppressed previously or um, hadn't encountered realizing like oh my gosh i gotta go through this again oh yeah it's another dip in uh you know oh, spiritual I, life i totally i totally get it i think i don't know i think when theology becomes an ideal and when we have answers for everything i honestly think that's kind of dangerous when we have black and white answers on moral, ethical, or um, just like how I should run my everyday, like objective answers, or, or heh, let me let me rephrase that, um, because there is actual objective, moral, ethical direction of like what I should take my life on, but it's a lot more vague, mm-hmm. um, right. The demand, the demand is, is holiness. The demand is relationship. Yeah. And if, if I'm focusing on that, then my conscience and the Holy Spirit will guide me. Right. So, um, like I, it took a lot of pain and suffering and testing for me to get to a point where my theology wasn't bookish. And I'm glad for that freedom, but also I'm like, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the pain. And I'm like, I'm the faithfulness through this has been pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. I mean, admittedly, it's been a purgatory. It's been a purging, a purging of bad thought, of bad attachments, of security and self-reliance. And honestly, I think that kind of is what it boils down for me, actually. Uh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Um <laughs> that lovely little moment when you have this little like light bulb of self-realization um, that my frustration with God about faithfulness is usually when, when I'm frustrated with God about my own faithfulness, it's, it's actually has more to do with my self-reliance, you know, um, my self-reliance in my theology, my self-reliance in uh, my clear distinction of what it to do next, you know, and I've gotten better I've gotten much, much better uh, within the past. I mean, like when I lost my job, I was kind of telling you this earlier, but I kind of threw my hands up in the air um, and said, I I got nothing. What do you got for me? (laughs) I need an idea. And, you know, I, I had this realization, you know, when I was a youth minister and I had you on for a podcast, it was a lot of fun. we had a couple more downloads than normal. Mm-hmm. Why not try? <laughs> you know, why not try it? Why not try to actually like do something with this thing? You know? So, and like that, the podcast kind of came from that and you know, we actually lasted year and a half, year and a half and chugging, which is actually, that's really good. All things considered. Um, so I don't know. I think, yeah, I think, uh, 
think what Jesus was getting at with this caution for me, um, with that warning of don't lose faithfulness. Honestly, I think it really boils down right to don't get caught up in self-reliance. Because mm-hmm. your self-reliance is going to pull your attention, peel your eyes off of me. Yeah. For me, it was self-expectation. Mm-hmm. That I expect myself or, and have expected myself to be somewhere further along Mm-hmm. The line, the plan, be in a more stable situation, maybe financially or just vocationally. And not meeting my own expectations drives me nuts. But that's kind of the point. Like, I'm not supposed to be trying to meet my own expectations. Yeah. Uh, and, and oh man. Yeah. That's that's just kind of where where it goes. All this talking reminded me of my senior quote in you know your yearbook. You know, you pick a quote yeah. that goes underneath your senior photo. Okay. And I was looking all around. I'm like, do I make this a funny one? No, because a lot of the people at school I graduated from really didn't know me as a funny guy, per se. Uh, so I'm like, that might be out of character. Uh, and I have to fit the stereotype of who I am as a high schooler. Okay, I definitely thought that. So, but that's actually a tendency <laughs> that I have. Like, I'm I'm often really aware of how people view me. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I like how they view me, so I'm going to continue to act this way. Yeah. Or sometimes I'm like, maybe they view me as a weird guy, and I'm like, oh gosh, I gotta like try to fix that. But in trying to fix it, I'm just like still weird, and it drives me nuts sometimes. Um, oh yeah. So, yeah, letting go of that, too. Letting go of the desire to control maybe how I'm perceived by other people. Mm-hmm. That's very important to let go of. Anywho, back to it. My senior quote is from John chapter 16, verse 33. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Dude. Wow. And I... That I was pick, you as a senior? I picked that sort of arbitrarily it like it stood out to me i'm like okay i really like that because i mean i I did encounter this is back when i was like going through really bad bouts of seasonal depression and things like that so i encountered troubles personally internally and it spoke to me in that sense but it's remained relevant in different ways throughout my life uh you're a punk you know that you know what i picked as my senior quote it's the same thing no dang i wish I picked I picked the quote from The Hobbit as he's running off and like the the one farmer's like Bibbo, where are you going? I'm going on an adventure. That was the quote. I'm going on an adventure. <laughs> <sighs> I I you know what? You know what's a really good quote? It might be a little bit lengthy, but it's Gandalf's speech when they're in the minds of Moria. Oh dude, that's a little like it's not for us to determine the times and all this stuff and yeah. It's just our choice to decide what to do with the time that is given to us. Yep. Like all that. I mean, of course that'd be a lengthy quote to put on, but man, whenever that scene comes up in fellowship of the ring, you're like, my gosh, profound, profound, profound words coming from Gandalf. There. Thank you. Tolkien. Thank yes. you. And that's a fact, man, dude. Now I have regrets. I wish I had just put, you shall not pass. <laughs> for my senior you, it turns out he didn't graduate <laughs> my senior quote you shall not pass then quote it as like your 
teacher or a principal. <laughs> like, you know. so. Oh man, that should have been my college <laughs> quote. Oh no. <laughs> Sad Latin. part is Latin. Yeah, oh. my Latin teacher actually said Latin, that to me. Though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> man, dang. Yep. And I said, "You're probably right." But you know what? I'm gonna get married, and I need to do this. And I did it. That's great. Yeah, Latin. Latin. I hear from literally everybody who takes Latin in uh, seminary or at a college level. Whew, it's hard. It is really hard, especially if you're not great at languages. Um, for all those of you who are Latin lovers, I apologize for what I'm about to say. It's a dead language and needs to be dead. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I do know its purpose, and I, I actually love the fact that it's a quote unquote dead language. Mm-hmm. It means it can't evolve. Um, so I can't take on weird crap like, you know, lit or, um, you know, where like a language degrades. Yeah. It, it doesn't have its cultural foundations anymore. Or yeah. Less. It's yeah. removed from that. So yeah. it's sort of yeah. static. Yeah. It's static. So, um, whenever somebody says something in Latin, its definitions are clear. It's like what it means is clear. Mm-hmm. It's not up for interpretation of context or connotation. So it's kind of cool anyway um but jokingly latin should stay dead um <laughs> uh, were you gonna say something in latin dude i don't remember latin oh okay we we did a pass we did a pass to get my degree and that was about it hmm. although in all seriousness like i'm pretty sure the brain is very efficient and does not leave room for um unnecessary information i don't use latin on a day-to-day basis. I do sometimes if like I encounter a word that I'm not familiar with, I'm like, All right, what language does this have roots in? Okay, then I pick you're it a apart. linguist then. You're a straight up linguist. Maybe. You know. Uh... Maybe. I mean, a lot of our words are Greek, so it's really nice to like pick them apart. and like, I'm oh, jealous. Okay, so this is where this word came from. You're smart story. cookie, Colton. I try. It's all a facade. It's all a facade. <laughs> it's okay. I'm creative. That's that's all I got. I have good ideas every now and again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You you do think outside of the box. That's very very crucial to to keep things from stagnating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you could say that's because of suffering. Yeah, that turned dark. I didn't mean to turn that dark. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going for a punchline. You could say it's from all the suffering. <laughs> what? No, gosh. Uh, but. In a way, no, no. That's actually like it was. It was meant. It was. It's actually a true statement. Yeah, no. You were onto (laughs) something. That's a fact. Like, uh, whenever you're you're suffering, realize that that acts of creation are almost always they're they're almost always going to result in a level of suffering. Mm -hmm. Uh, For instance, like like writers, whenever they write, they're like it's almost it's like painful to write because it's involving all of their sort of creative senses they have to bend their minds to critique their work critique Mm -hmm. their own ideas if they're in love with something they're writing they have to drill it to make sure that it stands up Mm -hmm. and uh there are some there are some editors who even go to an author like what's your favorite line in this entire book then they cross it out like don't be so attached to your work understand that um like it's just a part of the creative process uh, likewise with like painting that's why a lot of artists go insane is because like they they pour all of their being into something so suffering in creation are hand in hand especially after the fall you know mm-hmm. uh, whenever like we have to toil now to make beautiful things yeah yeah 
Yep. And I mean, I think it comes right down to it. Suffering puts you in a place of survival. Survival puts you in a place of like, how do we do this? How do we get by? Um, and I think there's a couple of different responses, right? Like there's, and I, I experienced two very strongly. One is a lot of creativity. That's, that's in the ideal, you know, that's, that's when like, I'm in a good headspace, I'm handling well, I'm like doing stuff. Right. And I think that comes paired with when I'm faithful, emotionally, spiritually, um, whatever. And then there's, uh, There's, I think, that, that thing that Jesus was warning us against of, like, this dead inside feeling of, like, yeah, I'm surviving, but just barely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surviving. I could, I might as well be a shell, mm-hmm. you know? I'm a shell of the person that I, I was, you know? So... How did Jesus, since Jesus had human nature, yeah, he was tempted to lose faith or to more or less, yeah, like pr- pretty much at times to to turn away, yeah, uh, not just in the desert but in the garden. Yeah, honestly, the garden is probably one of my absolute favorite things to meditate on because we that that is straight up him prophetically seeing what's about to take place but more importantly this is just kind of my own insight and there's like no like legitimate stance this is just like what i've received in prayer right mm-hmm. so um personal revelation not not church teaching or anything traditional per se or even anything traditional this is just like personal revelation yeah. this is me t- talking with jesus and I ha- had an insight with him that like, this is him experiencing the weight of my sin. Mm-hmm. This was the moment that he took on my sin. Right. And my sin made him bleed. Like literally sweat blood, which mm-hmm. is a real thing where the stress of this thing makes the capillaries in my, or in, in a person's body, hit the sweat glands and then like you literally become a living bruise Mm -hmm. like everything (laughs) which is crazy to think about yeah you know you look at jesus and the way he responded especially after that moment like he always was great with like throwing the punches right like the quick witty responses Mm -hmm. yeah but Right, Judas comes up to him and gives him a kiss and says, Judas, you betrayed the Son of Man with a kiss. Right? Um, Pilate questions him. Are you, the, are you the king of the Jews? Are you saying this of your own accord or are you saying this by somebody else? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a Roman. Yeah, I know. And then, like, basically just, like, there is this cool, calm, like, I think it's faithfulness. Like, the the power of faithfulness through that. 
you know mm-hmm. um but yeah and there was a moment where he was asking god if you will it can you take this cup from me mm-hmm. asking the father that and that that's that right there gives us an insight into his human nature mm-hmm. that if he was acting completely out of his divine nature there wouldn't be any human nature no you, there wouldn't be any uh disinclination away from the will oh, of the I father oh i see what you're saying yeah like uh but human nature we're averted we we're averse to suffering of course i mean that's that's just it hurts. Not, yeah it's not a fun time and his it's almost like his human nature was reaching out pleading with the father if this can happen in another way you know if this can be accomplished some some other way mm-hmm. may be done but ultimately he falls back on faith but your will be done yep yeah yeah I think the biggest trick is to follow Jesus in his example of keeping his eyes on the Father, right? Jesus has a really great way of seeing the person who's literally torturing him and saying, this one doesn't know what he's doing. Forgive him, Father forgive him how many times have I been cut off on the highway and my inclination is to flip the guy off (laughs) you know um, you know looking at my own tragedy in life where it's like literally just natural evil Um, how many times have I struggled with temptation of looking at God and saying you are not good how can a good God let this happen mm-hmm. you know and I, I don't think that's necessarily bad and the reason why I can say that is is not just to defend myself um, you know and say I'm still a good person um, but genuinely I think that's the soul needs to wrestle with with the reality that bad stuff happens and yet God is still good and he's still all powerful and just like giving him the space to work have any final thoughts no all right alrighty well shall I end in prayer alrighty come Holy Spirit Come, Holy Spirit, give us faithfulness. Give us clean hearts to receive your grace, to see how you're moving, how you're working. Give our listeners, give them grace that our lives might be prophetic to them, that if they're dealing with suffering, that they can still see that you are good. Let our stories help people see that you are good in their suffering. Let our testimonies bring you glory bring you honor and bring you love because we love you we love you Jesus in the midst of our pain and in the midst of our suffering we love you and we have not forgotten that love we ask for your mercy for those moments that we wavered we ask for mercy for those moments we did not have our eyes on you 
We ask you to pour out your creativity in our lives. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Take care and God bless. Bye. Thank you all so much for joining us this week. We hope that this podcast blessed you. And we ask if it did, share that with the people that you love so that it can bless them as well. If you want to reach out to us, we are available on Facebook. We are under an open heaven. Our email address is under an open heaven dot fire at gmail.com. And we are on Instagram at under an open heaven dot fire. So Please go uh, give those a gander and send us any th- any feedback that you want. We would be happy to reply to you. God bless. Bye.